And Jesus spoke to the crowds of the reign of God. And he healed all who were in need of healing. As sunset approached, the twelve came and said to him, Dismiss the crowd so they, they can go into the villages and farms in the neighborhood and find themselves lodging and food. For this is certainly an out-of-the-way place. He answered them, Why do you not give them something to eat yourselves? And they replied, We have nothing but five loaves and two fishes. Or we ourselves shall go and buy food for all these people. And there were about 5,000 men. And Jesus said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of 50 or so. And they followed his instructions and got them all seated. And then taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus raised his eyes to heaven, pronounced a blessing over them, and broke them, and gave them to his disciples for distribution to the crowd. They all ate until they had enough. And what they had left over and above filled twelve baskets. And this is the gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Look at the the metaphor. Dismiss the crowd so that they can go somewhere else to find themselves lodging in food. For this is certainly an out-of-the-way place. And what was Jesus' answer to that? Why don't you feed them? Well, we don't have anything. We only have enough for us is the implication, right? And so he said, let's, let's rethink this. Not here, but here. Let's rethink this. And what they ended up with was 12 baskets of abundance left over. When we, in whatever group we're in, When we say there's not enough if we share, we are not following the Jesus path. If we say, we're done for today, let them go find somewhere else to go. Because this is an out-of-the-way place. We are not following the Jesus path. When we look at any group anywhere in the world and say we don't have enough to share. Whatever enough, whatever is in that category, we are not following the Jesus path. Because what Jesus said was what? Free the prisoner. Feed the hungry. Take care of the poor, the widows, the children the homeless, the sick. Do this. There in the Jesus path, there is no out-of-the-way place. Because what Jesus is saying is we are all one. There is no separation. There is no over there. There is no them. And what what he's saying is Look within. Don't don't trust what your eyes are telling you. Don't trust what your want and need are telling you. Trust something deeper. 
move beyond the thinking that we are in some out-of-the-place place and step into the reality of that oneness so that our response can be one of compassion and love. And that's what he did. And what was the response to that? The response immediately was, okay, we'll do that. And off they went and did it. And what they brought back were 12 baskets. It's interesting, the metaphor of one basket per disciple, right? <laughs> good, good thing, if there were 13, who would have gotten it? You know. But um, the, the teaching here, the metaphor of that is in our own time and in our own place, not only in our families, but here in the, in the community, in our nation, in our hemisphere, in our world. You know, what is this teaching telling us? Don't worry about want and need. Look at the lilies in the field. They are adorned in beauty, and yet they don't worry about, you know, where they're going to grow, where they're going to, you know. God handles that. The universe handles that. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own cares. Don't worry about that. If I have a loaf of bread and a piece of fish, and somebody is hungry or in need, whatever the, the loaf and the fish might represent, if I think, well, if I, if I share that today, I'm not going to have it for tomorrow... Jesus is saying, oh, yes, you will. And I hope you can carry it all, because it's going to be more than you ever imagined. And this is where this, is where this teaching brings us. You know, um, it's so different from the, the Old Testament. Um, Blessed be God Most High, who delivered your foes into your hands. What is Jesus saying here? Jesus has said many times in his teachings, there are no more foes. There are no more enemies. There are people that are hungry and yearning for freedom of spirit, for understanding of the beauty of creation, of putting together how are we going to move into the future. It's right here. Don't worry about it. You be truly, authentically, on this path, and it will take care of itself. In abundance. Amazing abundance. And that abundance can be material stuff, it can be inner wisdom and understanding and knowing, it can be receiving and giving of compassion and love, whatever it is, the abundance is from God. And it's promised to us. All we have to do is align with the notion that First and foremost, there are no enemies. We are all one. There are many mirrors out there to show us where we need to grow and move. But there is no reason to call anyone or anything. Um, I was talking with a group over the weekend about the elements and how you know, um, all of the elements are, are really kind of rearing, uh, you know... Um, Rearing up at us, at us. Just rearing up. It's not intended toward us, but we we take it that way. And it's easy to consider fire as an enemy. 
I know the people of Flagstaff are feeling that way. I know the people in northern New Mexico may be feeling that way. It's easy to think of water as an enemy. Those who have experienced tsunamis can relate to that. Those who are experiencing the floods in Alberta and, and you know, into Montana can, can relate to that, perhaps. There was an earthquake in South, South Carolina. I'm sure those people around there are thinking, Earth is, you know, not being kind to us. The intense winds that are, that are whipping things around, that can, we can seem to not like that very much. But that's not, that's not what Jesus is saying here. That's what the Old Testament taught. That's why Jesus came. You know, I come to set you free. I give you a new commandment, a new invitation. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Come, follow me. You know, all those invitations to move away from, oh God, deliver my foes into, you know, into how do we reach out to one another in need and help, 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 however we can. And I know we do that as a community. But there's a mindset that we can get into that's counterproductive if we allow it to be. And the mindset is that we have scarcity. There's not going to be enough. And, you know, that metaphor played out in the beginning of the pandemic with people in this country running out buying toilet paper. Amazing amounts. I ordered two cases of toilet paper for the church in case any of us ran out. You know, it was that mindset that somehow we're not going to have enough. And that was the mindset that the disciples brought to Jesus. And what was the first thing he did? Why do you not give them something to eat yourselves? Why don't you do that? There's a lot on social media about the insignificance of thoughts and prayers for all the shootings that we've had in this country. Oh, well, just thoughts and prayers. Let's have a moment of silence for the children who died. And, you know, and what Jesus is saying, why don't you take care of that? Why don't you? That was the invitation. When he said, love one another, <laughs> it wasn't like, well, I'll pray about it. <laughs> it was, love one another. You know, act justly toward one another. And that's what he said. Why don't you give them something to eat? Well, if we do that, we won't have enough. We only have two fishes and a couple loaves of bread. And what was Jesus' response to that? Or, uh, then what they decided, what the, the next line is too, or shall we ourselves go and buy food for all these people? Let someone else fix it. We can pay for someone else to come in and fix that problem. And we, I think all of us can look in our own lives and see where we have shuffled off the, uh, the invitation onto something else. You know, well, I don't have time to do this, but maybe somebody over here can. You know, whatever it happens to be. And I know there are, are those among us who do, as a regular thing, respond immediately and presently and wholly uh, to the situations that come up you know, uh, in front of us. 
But then, you know, have them, then, he, then he gave some instruction how to do it. Have them sit down in groups of 50 or so, whatever, you know. And, uh, and then they followed his instruction and got them all seated and started passing out the loaves and fish. And they came back with 12 baskets full. Physicists would have a heyday with that. But the bottom line is what the bottom line is how do we respond in the world today with what Jesus has given us to do? And we're not alone in doing it. We are empowered and graced by that Christ within, by the Holy Spirit that dwells within us, that can guide us and connect us to those resources that we can't even imagine to end up with 12 baskets. All we have to do is just do it. That's all we have to do. How does that relate to Corpus Christi? (laughs) It doesn't. (laughs) Except that this is where we get our strength. This is where we get our strength. Think of the body and blood of Christ and the prayers that go along with that. Blessed are you, God of all creation. You are the giver of this bread. And then the prayer goes, gifts from the earth, I think, let me, (laughs) I don't know, work of human hands, it will become the bread of life. There's a connection there. Fruit of the earth. The connection with the humans, the work of human hands. Hands, plural. Probably in the older communities, more people got together. We experienced that on the Navajo Reservation. When they were making a lot of fry bread, all of the women got together, and there were many hands working this fruit of the earth, the flour, and making the bread. Blessed are you, God of all creation. You are the giver of this wine, fruit of the vine, fruit of the earth, and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual dream. There's a connection. There's a connection. The human connection with the rest of creation. It brings together ceremonially and verbally, it brings together our connection with the earth, with the planet, with all of the universe and the gifts that it has. And we may come up with a little um, uh, uh, piece of bread or, or, you know, people in the uh, virtual uh, aspect have the little things. But yet, when we partake of that, we are expanded. We might eat one piece of bread, but what is going on spiritually within us is 12 basketfuls of grace. And that's what Corpus Christi, that's what, that's what we celebrate today. And when, you know, uh, theologically, it's believed that when we do the liturgy of the Eucharist, we are in liminal space. We are in outside of time and space. And we are, in fact, in reality, at the Last Supper. And the bread that we break and the wine that we consecrate is, in fact, the same bread and wine that Jesus partook of and consecrated in that meal. And so it's an incredibly special day for us as Catholics and for anyone who believes in transubstantiation. It's an incredible day that we celebrate because this is, this is our connection to the all that is. And so 
When we pray, Lord, you have made us worthy to receive you, and by your word we are healed, that is a fact, and that is real. And that healing that comes, it may not be the way we think it might is supposed to be, but that, that healing that comes is 12 baskets full. It's 12 baskets full. But what we need to do is step out of the framework. There's not enough to go around. There's simply not enough. If we love God, and if we see our Creator as a loving being, in our midst, within us, within all things, if we see that and believe that, there is no such thing as I would let them go hungry because it's not enough. There's no such thing in that. And so that's why we're called to just remember this day in a special way. And when we take, when we take the, the bread and wine today, um, uh, just, just keep in mind, we are accumulating 12 basketfuls of grace out of that one sharing. Amen. Any thoughts?